Welcome back to another episode. I hope you all are well, healthy, vibrant, full of life. I know I am right now, currently sitting outside in 90 degree weather, maybe going to get in the pool after this, do some reading in there, just started a new book today, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, Uh, talks about how each of us has two selves, one that's driven by faith and one that's driven by fear, and it really kind of fits the times in today's what's going on with everything so um, that is for you guys you guys are going to be listening to Nick interview Talon who is a Switzerlandy is that a word she's from Switzerland and uh, she is a humanitarian works at the Red Cross studied law humanitarian law international law Uh, she's a traveler So her and Nick have met uh, somewhere over in Europe at a hostel. And so they really talk about that travel life, the mindset, uh, the experiences. And then they also give some travel tips, which I know for me, I like listening to because, you know, hopefully here soon it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to start traveling. Um, But yeah, it's a good episode. So uh, make sure to share it with someone that you think might get something out of it. Sit back, relax, take it all in, take in the beauty of life, have yourself a wonderful day, tell people you love them, spread positivity, spread joy, spread love. Hi, here we are in Victoria, the Victoria House, in a hostel, and man, I've had uh, one very interesting experience in a hostel in Paris. Told myself I would never stay in a hostel again. I ended up with a, a black eye I woke up to. So it was, it was quite interesting. But as I was traveling around Italy, uh, the Airbnb wasn't too, too good here in Genoa. And I read a lot of good reviews about this uh, hostel, Victoria, the Victoria House. And uh, so I'm like, you know what? Let's give it a try. I'll give you a private room. And I do remember... If you guys remember Martina, she was working at a hostel in in Lisbon or Kashia, Kaskeas, and I remember the vibe. There were there was a pool. They were all cooking together. It was one big family, and I was like, "Damn, maybe I should give this another try." So that was a reason too why I chose this Victoria place, and I was the first one here after the lockdown. They told me, and then later that day, I met the guests we have here and then this morning we were talking and went out to lunch she told me more about herself uh i love the travel relationships and you do a lot of these in these hostels i bet you've had uh your own taste with them too but it's talon her name's talon she's a a swiss from switzerland works with the red cross has been traveling all over lived in south america i think uh, mexico with the she was in mexico for the united nations so very Kind of successful, give back to the world, travel, free spirit person. So I thought she would be perfect to come on a podcast, speaks great English. So I'm very excited to have you on. Talon, can you uh, give the listeners kind of a quick background of who you are? Sure. Um, Hi, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Um, So I'm Talon. Uh, As Nick mentioned, I'm from Switzerland. I'm 28 years old. Uh, I grew up in Geneva 
and um, I, uh, I started uh, studying law at the University of Geneva. Uh, at the beginning, it was Swiss law, but then I changed my mind um, because I actually heard uh, someone give a conference uh, about the Red Cross. It was um, an ex-delegate on the field for the Red Cross, and I just got completely hooked about what he was saying. So I decided to change a bit uh, the field, and then I specialized in um, international law and international humanitarian law, which is actually the law that applies during wartime, which is the specialty of uh, the ICRC, uh, International Committee of the Red Cross. So um, I specialized in that, and then I traveled around Europe. I did some Erasmus um, in Berlin, in Madrid, uh, learned some languages. And then I traveled around Latin America, like Nick said, uh, going around hostels, uh, just uh, having the best fun, actually. Uh, got stuck up in a few places, like uh, Guatemala, for example, and then uh, worked um, in Mexico for the United Nations before getting hired uh, at the ICRC, at the Red Cross. And you're in Italy now, because finally got out of this lockdown, so you wanted to explore some more of the Italian way of life. But yeah, I've got that that vibe from you. I've known you for probably less than 24 hours, but you're a very free spirit. I also um, kind of made a joke that you're the Swiss Greta Thornburg, right? <laughs> but you got like a big heart, right? You want to give to the world and change things and, and do all that. And that's fantastic. And uh, I'm really interested in, you know, how someone can uh, live like that where, you know, you're doing good things for people while you're traveling the world, while you're having fun. I mean, what kind of got you down that route? How did, were you able to do it? I know your mother worked for the United Nations. Uh, so yeah, exactly. Uh, she worked, um, in the environmental department, uh, at the United Nations for a very long time. So I think I got, uh, that kind of humanitarian, uh, vibe from her. Um, and uh, and then yeah, the traveling part. I I I saved money all along my studies. Uh, I had student jobs all the time. My parents pushed me for that, and I I uh, I still thank them because I was able to save a bunch of money. And I finished my studies, and I told myself, you know, I have all the time in the world. I'm 24. Uh, uh, I don't have any jobs lined up yet. Uh, I still have time. I don't have any responsibilities. I'm just completely free. So it's the best time to, to do that kind of a trip. And I just bought um, a one-way ticket for uh, Latin America. And that's when I uh, completely fell in love uh, with the traveling vibe and the backpackers vibe. I just, I had no idea what I was getting into, but um, it's just it's just amazing all the new places you see and uh, how you can connect with the local people, especially when you speak the language. And the whole hostel vibe is, is amazing as well. I completely fell in love with it because people are so nice and uh, they're so open-minded and you can, there's like, there's like no um, uh, prejudgment whatsoever. Everyone is welcome. All the cultures, everything they have to say is interesting. Uh, everyone hangs out together. You make actually you make best friends also sometimes people you you keep contact with and then you change the vibe. And if you're traveling alone, it's even better because you choose what you do. If um, if you get along with people and they're going to want to go to the same places as you do, then you can travel with them for a bit uh, and then go your own way when uh, when you you, you want to change country or whatever. 
So it's just this whole thing um, uh, became a very like big passion of mine. And I never forgot the humanitarian side that I wanted to work for the ICRC. It's been a dream for me for 10 years. So when I came back uh, to Geneva, when I ran out of money, <laughs> um, I, I started looking for, uh, for jobs uh, in, uh, in this field. And that's when I found uh, the job at the UN for, uh, for Mexico. That's fantastic. You made a great point about like this hostile vibe and the people you meet. I think before you start traveling and then maybe you see in the news and you see these other cultures and, oh, like it's not as safe or maybe they don't think like me. But when you get into these hostels, it's like a very open you know, environment. You realize there's a lot of good in this world. A lot of people, for the most part, are good people. So I really appreciate that about the the hostile environment. I also think it's the perfect way to start solo traveling because I love solo traveling. And this is a way where you don't have to go meet someone on the street to find someone to hang out with or at a bar. You know, everyone in these hostels for the most part are solo travelers and they want to bring you along. They want to meet new people and then you go tour the city together. And then like you said, if you vibe, awesome, hey, let's go to Prague now together. And like you create this little time bubble and relationship thing that you remember forever, know what I mean? And if you want to go off on your own, you can go off on your own. I also, uh, and during the quarantine, I finally watched the movie Hostel, the horror movie, (laughs) the American horror movie. But at the beginning of it, it's a total American uh, solo traveling, hosteling, taking trains, and it's just a sweet vibe. Unfortunately for me, I I need my personal space. Uh, I snore at night, so I feel bad for people if I got to stay in the same room as them but no I totally agree I love the vibe like me and you just meeting know what I mean and people are they're open to a relationship a friendship and and so forth but yeah so let's get kind of more into this this travel mindset because I love this what this traveling thing does to people you know there's no pattern recognition no judgment you're you're free to be you learning new cultures opening your mind and now you're from Genova Switzerland Geneva, Geneva. I haven't been there yet. I really want to. I've heard amazing things. But like you said, you were itching to get out, right? You think it was kind of more classical or, or closed minded type deal? Um, yeah, exactly. It's uh, I mean, it's it's a great place. I, uh, I can't complain. It has many, many positive values. It's just uh, not a place I see myself living in uh, for now. Uh, mainly because it's, I don't know, it's small. Uh, I, I feel like I don't have um, a lot in common with uh, the majority of the population. Uh, I, have, I have my close friends over there, so I mean, I, and, and my family as well, so I will always come back and I will always be super happy about that. But uh, I've been, uh, I came back to Geneva for a year now and it's already been too much. Uh, I uh, I already can't wait to to leave again because the whole traveling experience I had in Latin America so I I did the whole year uh on the road there it's just it just hooked me like I can't uh I'm still young and I can't I can't forget about it I I need Why to have you? it hooked me because it's just uh it's just every day is an adventure Every day, uh, you, you, you wake up and you know you're going to have an amazing day. And even if it's not amazing, it's still so different from your routine that it's great. And you learn so much. 
the cultures are so rich. Uh, you can do whatever you want, especially in Latin America, uh, speaking Spanish. The local population is very, very nice and kind to, to other human beings that want to discover their culture. And they will do everything for you to feel comfortable in most places. Um, also, like I said, the, the people you meet at the hostel, it's it's you don't like... It's not because you travel alone that you'll ever be alone. That's uh, something I always say. I was never alone. I actually met people all the time and and sometimes stayed with them for a couple of months just out of the blue, um, traveling around because everyone is awesome. Everyone is considered, considered awesome. You can be completely yourself and you will still find people to hang out with and to have the best fun with. And... Um, And you learn also for so many different cultures. Uh, everyone comes from a different country. Uh, sometimes people don't speak the same languages as you do. So you, you learn to communicate I in another way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you learn another way to communicate. And I'll tell you what, that, that makes it feel like a normal conversation on the street or at the, the cafe is like an experience. Because like you're trying to figure out things. It's just, like you said, more exciting, huh? Yeah. Like life. Yeah, exactly. And um, and just like a recent example for uh, yesterday, I met a group of four uh, Italian guys, very close friends uh, coming for the weekend in Genova. They didn't speak much English. I don't speak Italian. So we spent the whole night, uh, they speak Italian to me. And I kind of understood because I speak French and Spanish. And then I answered in English, which they understood, but they don't speak it. So we just like spent the whole night like this. And we had so much fun yeah. because uh, we were joking around. It was really nice. Um, and also, uh, something I've, uh, I've told myself during my travels and when I came back is that I really think, uh, honestly, that the world would be a much, much, much better place if everyone had the same mentality as a backpacker going around hostels. Totally. No, I think it's definitely an open mind thing. It's a vibe. Like you said, even with the, the language barrier, you just, you feel the vibe, you know, the energy and, and so forth. Now, being a oh, one point I wanted to make is, yes, you know, the grass is always greener or whatever, and I want to go travel and whatnot. But in my experience, and I've talked to some other travelers, when you do this traveling and you see all these different cultures and, and do all these different experiences, you end up appreciating more the things your home does, your country does. And I think you go back there being more grateful for, you know, what you do have or how they act. And do you get that feeling too? Uh, actually, I do. Um, I really do. Because uh, Switzerland, is, it's, uh, it's such an amazing country. It's like, it, it takes such good care of its population. It's beautiful. Uh, the climate is really nice. Um, the people are kind. Uh, the culture is very varied as well. Uh, speak many different languages, and just everything is easy over there, which is probably what disturbed me at first. But I think the fact that I know that I'm from there and I can come back anytime helps me a lot to get away, because I know that I will have all of this comfort if I if I want to to come back. The healthcare system is amazing. Universities are free and amazing. I mean, the country has so much to offer. It's just that for now, uh, it's not adventurous enough for me. And it's kind of expensive as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. It's like your your comfort spot and you appreciate that. You have that home. But right now, you want to get out of the comfort zone. You don't want to you know, adventure and whatnot. That leads me to my next thing. 
you know, being a, a pretty smart, successful uh, girl that, you know, cares about human rights and, you know, your family's uh, pretty influential or, you know, has done really well. How do you balance this, uh, this uh, strong, independent, smart woman with the, the wild side traveler, living free, doing whatever? Uh, <laughs> Are you a Gemini? I, 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 no, no. <laughs> my brother is though. Okay. Um, I, uh, I, I don't think I, I really balance it. You know, I think like I have this uh, kind of crazy mentality vibe with me, adventurous all the time. Um, but the thing is, I'm, I'm really lucky because uh, my two passions can be easily combined, uh, meaning humanitarian and traveling, in the sense that um, the Red Cross will send uh, people on the field to work for them for a one-year contract normally. It can be extended. But, um, but then you, you, ch- you can choose, for example, to have some time off in between contracts. It's, like, um, it's called a pool. So once you're hired, you're in the pool. Uh, and you won't get out of it until uh, either you want to quit or you get fired. Um, but you stay in there and you can choose, for example, okay, I finished my first mission. Uh, it, was, it was great, but it was tiring. I want three months off now and I want to I do my own thing. I want to travel. And then you can consider me for my next mission uh, as of uh, this date, for example. So it's, it's a great combination because I'll be able to, you know, jungle around um, uh, juggle around uh, traveling and humanitarian that way and it's kind of perfect that reminded me and i wanted to ask you this i think we might have talked about it is you're talking about going to the middle east and like war zones you uh talked with the cartels i don't know if i can say that and uh <laughs> but now now listen to this though how do you live with the fact that you know you could die you know they could take you kidnap you kill you hopefully i don't do it to red cross they'll get in a lot of trouble but there's a there's a point there too where you're really living on the edge. Does that just like really excite you? Are you at peace with yourself that if the time is the time then or how do you deal with that? Um I actually try not to think about it, uh to be honest. Yeah, because you told me too that um there's some stuff that you just try to forget. Like I told you probably it's still in your subconscious and yeah. might come out like a monster one day. But yeah, cuz like your vibe your vibe is very like like you said energetic and happy and you know it it feels good but you've seen shit yeah yeah i um i exactly i uh i think if if i want to be good at my job uh and continue helping uh people in need as much as i can i need to be in 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 good health like physically and mentally so in order to be in good health mentally you have to be strong first of all uh, but you also have to put aside uh, the the bad things that you've seen happening to people in order to to continue moving forward and maybe remember the positive things because anywhere you're here to help. So if you want to do it well, uh, might as well uh, just forget about um, about the bad sides. Also, um, no, hold on. You said that that you're here to help, and no matter the shit that happens to you, whatever, you gotta forget about it. But what about the saying is you can't help anyone else until you help yourself. So what happens if you just totally self-destruct because all you focus on is helping person way over there, person on this side? Know what I mean? When comes a point where you're not going to help as much if you're fucked up? Know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's uh, that, that's what I meant also. For now, I don't have this problem because I just started. 
uh, but it might uh, it might be the case, you know, in 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 a few years. Um, the thing is, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to prevent it as much as possible. I know it's a risk. Uh, I've already had this mis- this mission in Mexico. I know how hard it can be. So I'm gonna try to take some you know measures, uh, preventive measures, in order to avoid that. Uh, because it's something that I really want to do in my life, and I I don't want to abandon uh, abandon this dream uh, quite easily. Um, one of the measures, for example, will be you know to chill out uh, between missions just to, to, to resource myself, uh, be in a place that I like or discover new places and just uh, take the time to, to feel uh, strong and confident again, I can, I can uh, do another mission. Okay, so where does this burning desire inside of you to save the world come from? Um, I also want to talk about the point of you are doing action with it. So you are going to these places and actually, you know, uh, given water. I don't know what you all do. So I like that. I respect that. Cause there's a lot of people that just post on social media, right. And want to change everyone else's thoughts. And you think like me and you should be doing this too. And live like me, be a vegetarian, that type of deal. But I like that about you is that you're going there and, and giving action. So can you kind of speak on that? What was the first thing I asked? Um, or is the burning desire yeah, yeah. to, to help? Exactly. Um, yeah, so I um I just I I just started feeling so after I heard this conference uh from 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 this ex delegate uh, with the Red Cross, I started uh getting informed about this organization and uh, actually the more I learned about it, uh the more I liked it and the more I admired uh its um its principles and its way of working. Um and uh I just I just couldn't get it out of my head. Like I I had to to make everything possible from my side to to be recruited there one day. It became uh it became quite an obsession. I was talking about it all the time uh for 10 years. Um I actually found also which is quite uh, crazy an exposé that I did for a English exam in 2000. So I was 9 years old and the subject of this exposé written in hand was the Red Cross and its creation by Henri Dunant, which is a Swiss, uh, um, Swiss citizen that created it over 150 years ago. So uh, that's kind of, I think it's been like in my, in my mind for a very long time. Um, also growing next to it, uh, I think helped. I was, I was passing in front of it. It has its uh, uh, headquarters in Geneva, right in front of the UN. You know, you, you grow up in a place like this, it, you're surrounded by this. It's, uh, I think it helps a lot. Um, and about the second question, like you're taking action, like you're going to places and doing it, you know, compared to, let's say a lot of people protesting, um, writing on social media, know what I mean? And trying to make everyone else do it. I'm trying to hear your thoughts on, on that kind of way of, you know, direct action with yourself. You're actually giving versus what a lot of people do is bitch and blame everyone else for everything. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would personally f- feel, uh, that, uh, it would be useless for me to just post something on the media. Uh, also most probably because I mean, I don't, I like, I'm not a popular person at all. Like, uh, I'm not, uh, very known, but by many people. So I know I wouldn't make a change with that at all. Um, I just, uh, 
I've been so lucky in my life, you know, I've never, I've never had uh, to, to look for a basic need ever. I had food, I had water clean all the time, uh, a house, uh, family, uh, stable life. Um, and I just sometimes uh, I, I tell myself, you know, if I was, if I were unlucky, because you never choose where you're born uh, or how, and if that were the case in a refugee camp where my parents uh, have been there, I don't know, for 15 years in, in, in horrible conditions, I would have liked for someone to come and, you know, be interested in my situation and try to, to help me. Um, about the, uh, like what you said, uh, people posting on the media and uh, it's not being that useful or anything, I, I completely agree. I think it's something that a lot of uh, people our age do. Um, I do think it can be useful in um, in other uh, types of situations. For example, if very, very important, popular people uh, that have millions and millions of followers uh, try to influence um, all, all their followers to have a, a good attitude towards a, a subject. It's maybe it won't be useful, but at least they try, you know, I don't know, like actors uh, that post uh, things on climate change and and links for people to to get informed or or about situation of armed conflicts in the world. Um, But it's true that uh, all the others, I I don't really see the point. Now, let me ask you this. And this came from uh, a book I was recently reading. Does does some of this come from. A selfish act because once you do it, you feel good because you're giving back, and also maybe um, some notoriety, um, you know, some recognition from other people. And oh, look at Talon, she's the special snowflake saving the world. So, I mean, where does that balance happen? Because in this book, I read How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World is basically like humans do things. Because they think it'll make them happy in return. Know what I mean? A lot of people do things for others because it makes them happy. And uh, I'm wondering where that plays in. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, actually, I, yeah, I've heard that. Uh, I've heard that a few times. People telling me, ah, you know, but it's not that selfless to do something uh, that's going to make you happy. Because it makes you happy in the end. So it's kind of selfish. And um I don't, it doesn't really uh, like get to me. It doesn't really touch me. And honestly, I don't, I don't really care because if you're going to do something selfish, but in the end it's going to help people, then it's worth it. Uh, so I, I don't really, um, it doesn't bother me that people would think that. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, for me, it's uh, as, as long as there is a positive uh, outcome, uh, it's fine. Good. Yeah, it's like your purpose. Okay, great. We hit on a lot of those parts. Let's dive more into some some traveling, maybe some tips, maybe some crazy stories. I really want to motivate the listeners to make that jump to to start trying to travel and it, kind of what has it all done for you? What have you gotten? Some relationships, um, that kind of idea. Uh, okay, so actually the first uh, example that comes to mind is... Um, so I, I, I went to, to Latin America. My second country was Guatemala. Uh, I fell in love with it. I had opportunities to stay, so I did. Um, a two-week holiday over there turned out to be a four-month uh, trip. I actually lived in a, in a hostel. Um, I found a way to volunteer there um, and work behind the bar in exchange for a free bed and some meals during the shift. 
and tips and 10% of uh, benefits, which is like one, it's actually the best deal um, of volunteering in a hostel that I've ever seen, even in uh, probably the 50 hostels I've been in afterwards. Well, this is great. Can you explain how these people uh, can find these gigs, find these jobs? Is it just you networking? Are you going to the hostel and saying, hey, let's make a deal? Because a lot of people are like, oh, traveling, too expensive, can't do it. But a lot of people are nomadic and can work anywhere, not just the digital nomads, but they can find work. Exactly. Um, so I, I, I got a bit lucky uh, because I I don't know, maybe it's because it was three years ago. And so uh, websites like that didn't exist yet. But um, but uh, I just walked around the city I was living in, in Guatemala, and I asked uh, different hostels if they were looking for volunteers. And I was really lucky because um, some of them didn't like answered negatively and others told me yes, but I didn't really like the vibe of the hostel. So it took me a while. But after a couple of days, I found my dream uh, home. It was the, the best hostel I ever stayed in, maybe because I stayed long, I don't know. Um, but I've heard of websites. I think there's one called Woof, uh, where you can find um, three, four months uh, contracts uh, to work somewhere and you, you can save up like a lot of money in a very short amount of time because you can sleep and eat at the person's bed. I think it's farming, stuff like yeah. that. Otherwise... Um, I've heard about WeWork. Uh, it's I think this is more of a of a transversal uh, website because it also gives uh, posts the volunteering um, positions at the hostels. I also do think that if you just step in and have the best vibe ever and show that you're really willing to have the best time and take care of the hostel and just like make it a great place for people to stay, uh, you will you you may find something uh, over there. Um, and it's amazing because you can stay in a place for a long time. I think uh, in Guatemala, for, during four months, I must have spent like uh, $1,500 in four wow. months, which is oh. very low. <laughs> um, and you were living good. Like you had a great time. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't uh, you know, restrain myself from doing anything. I traveled around the country as well. Um a good uh, story about meeting people and just uh, not having a plan and go with the flow is um, around the end of my uh, of my journey in Guatemala. I was already thinking about leaving um, because I wanted to discover other countries. I met this guy uh, from Australia and he had a van, a typical Volkswagen 80s van. Uh, and we got along really well. We became we became friends. He was uh, actually stuck in Guatemala for repairs for his van, um, and uh, he was planning on uh, crossing all of uh, Central American uh, countries with his van. And he invited me actually to go with him. Uh, we were in the end we were a group of five people: two girls, uh, three girls, two guys. And we traveled in his van, and it was the best experience ever. We crossed uh, Guatemala. El Salvador, Honduras, and Nicaragua. We had so many adventures. It was crazy. Um, and I don't know, it just came like this. I never would have imagined that I would have had, you know, an experience traveling in a van. It turned out to be the best. I will always cherish this memory. Uh, and that's the kind of thing that can happen to you if you just, you know... Put yourself take... out there. Exactly. Okay, great. Yeah, I want to talk um, this vibe you keep talking about because... Um, you know, by all accounts, you studied smart stuff, uh, Genova, you know, you, you seem like 
the, the, those those kind of fields are more analytical or logical, you know. But now the spiritual type vibe energy. Um, how do you get yours? And you told me when you were going to Honduras, you went, you guys went in there and you felt something was off, and you'd, this gut feeling that you've been able to follow and kind of unleash to the world. Tell me about this vibe. How do I get it? How do I let my personality shine? You know, be the special unicorn. Uh, it's, uh, it's actually easy. Just, just travel the way we do, you know, uh, just go to hostels. Uh, I would recommend, uh, I mean, it depends of course on, on your personality, but I, I personally love, uh, party hostels because that's where, uh, you party a lot, obviously, but you also meet people that are, that are there to socialize, uh, and you can, you can go on crazy, you know, adventures with them. And you can be yourself completely. You have nothing, you don't know anybody. You have nothing to hide. No one knows you. And you will find for sure uh, everyone to find you incredible because that's like everyone is unique. Everyone has its own talents, features, uh, uh, special uh, vibe. And uh, you get it more and more because you're encouraged to by the people that you meet while traveling. In, in, In Guatemala, in the hostel I was in, everyone became so close so quickly. Now, some people might call it, ah, but it's useless because then you, you, I don't know, you make friendships for one week and then you never talk to the person again, but whatever. I mean, as long as you're having fun, uh, you know you have your friends back home, you have good friends anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's just the general happiness. Everyone calls each other legend. I mean, what's that about? You know, it's amazing. Like, it just, it just boosts people to be themselves and the best versions of the of themselves all the time. It's amazing. Yeah, that's some great points. And I, I actually said it on a recent podcast about um, when you just you let go, you be yourself, it attracts others, um, it rubs off on others to be themselves. Like you said, you go into these hostels with, say, experienced travelers or these kind of people, and it just it, it uh, pushes you to to let go and, and be yourself and that's where like these amazing quick connections come because you're so free and, and so who you are and it just attracts. So I think that's great. Now, how do you balance it though? You just said the party thing and the hostile life, like, don't you have to have like a schedule? I know I do like schedule stuff so I can feel productive and, but it seems like you really just go with the flow. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, what, so when I was moving around, uh, quickly, um, I couldn't have a plan. I mean, the plan was to plan the next day, uh, which was, you know, you need to find another hostel, you need to organize the bus, whatever. Um, that's when you move quickly. Afterwards, when you have some time, you can actually, you can actually stay longer in, in places you really like. Uh, that's also uh, something like a great feature to have when you travel is to have to know yourself enough um, to trust your gut completely in the sense that when you're going to feel that you you need to stay longer in that place, you will do it. Um, when you're going to feel that you need to get out, you're going to do it as well. Like uh, you were saying with the van, we had been, uh, this group had been in Central America for quite a long time, a few months. So it's not like we just, you know, came back, came from our very comfortable homes, uh, landed in a country like this and told ourselves, oh no, we don't want to. We knew uh, the culture. It's just the, the vibe was really off. Um, it's... Uh, it's it's yeah it's it's a shame because it's uh i i know it's a beautiful country it's just that uh 
it's uh, very violent, uh, even more than uh, its neighboring uh, places. So you get this um, this gut and you follow it. Um, and um, How do you learn to trust that gut? And how do you know it's not leading you the wrong way? Uh, that's a good question. I guess you make mistakes, maybe, sometimes. Like you decide not to trust your gut and then you realize that you should have. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, that's the best way to learn uh, anyway. Um, top travel tips, some good, hard value for the listeners. Uh, uh, how do you say? I, I forgot the word in English. Uh, the, um, the, the, uh, the thing you put uh, in the shower when you get out of the shower. A towel? Uh, yeah, a towel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Very uh, common word. I don't know what happened there. Um, a towel that dries fast. That was like my first, uh, my an amazing uh, discovery for me. Uh, no, but more seriously, um, I would recommend a big backpack. Uh, like people, you know, might, might think, oh, backpackers, they want to show off with their backpacks. <laughs> it's actually super practical because I promise you that I've seen many, many people struggle with a suitcase in some places because sometimes you have to walk five ten minutes 15 minutes in in um in places with rocks and and sand and it's just like you can't pull your suitcase there so a big backpack you have it on your back you can walk wherever you want with it and uh pack for um kind of any situation knowing that you still can find everything you know where you're going uh but uh clothes for for cold weather hot weather um, uh, raincoat, uh, stuff like that. And, How do you uh, find where you're going to stay? Oh, yeah. Um, I actually go on Hostel World, which is a, a great uh, website because uh, it gives you all the recommendations, the comments from the people that have stayed there, their gender and age um, and their nationality as well. So you can, you know, kind of relate uh, to what people are, are saying. Um, but I try to never book on Hostel World because they take a huge commission. So what I do is I find the hostel, I find their website. If you, if I can book on their website, I do it. If I can't, I call. <laughs> Smart. And it's cheaper. You got a, you brought a good point up. I heard the word age, and you told me yesterday that someone said, "Oh, you look like you're thirty or something." You took it hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, now I'm I'm wondering here. You know, being a late 20s, 28, still traveling, still kind of living this life. I bet you get some some uh, some words from maybe your family or other people like, oh, you need to settle down. You know, you need to start having a kid and and all that. Um, what do you think of that? And uh, how do you overcome it and not let it affect how you live your life? Uh, that's actually a very good question. When I compare where I'm at uh, now uh to my close friends or any other people i know that i've studied with for example in uh, law school uh i'm like <laughs> on the other side of the planet <laughs> like completely on the opposite uh, way of living um actually i well first of all i don't care what people think so i think that helps a lot because uh it's it's so freeing like i don't i really did travel get that mindset for you did you in the past uh, I think I've always uh, had this kind of strong uh, personality and not caring about what people think, but uh, surely traveling uh, made it... Uh, Enhances it. Yeah, because like I said, it, it, it just um, it deepens your qualities. <laughs> um, yeah. 
And uh, what was I saying? Uh, That's a good oh, yeah. point. That's just like money too. They say money just uh, heightens everything. You know, your attitude, your you know who you are, and that's a good point. The traveling, yeah, brings everything out too because you're free. Yeah. yeah, exactly. One thing I wanted to mention: a lot of people told me you're so lucky. I don't like that. Uh, I am lucky because nothing bad has happened to me yet, and and I'm in great health and everything's fine. But I'm not lucky I have this lifestyle. I chose it. Yeah. Uh, I, I made it possible. I saved money for that. Uh, people save money to buy a house, a car. Good for them. I, I, that's not like on my list for now. So yes, I'm lucky because nothing happened to me. But I'm not lucky because of this lifestyle. It's something that you choose. It's something that you make time with, for and you prioritize. Uh, people tell me, ah, oh, but I have this. Huh? No. If yeah. you want to do it, really, really. Yeah. You will. You you have you have nothing holding you back if you think about it. I mean, it, more than likely, just an excuse to say like, "Oh, this is why I can't do it." You know, I got this responsibility, that and that, and that's fine. You know, that's the life you chose. But you're right; it's accountability, and and if you want to do something, you can totally do it. Um, what did I ask you last? Lessons. Let's get into some lessons as we wrap this up. Um, you know what you've learned from. Being from Switzerland, Gen- Genova, Geneva, Geneva, <laughs> the beautiful city, um, law school, the European Union or human, I forgot the smart stuff, you know, being a humanitarian, living all over, traveling. What's the, the big lessons that you can give to our listeners? Uh, <laughs> that's a very good question. Just... Um... Never forget uh, what makes you happy, because I think that's that's really easily forgotten. Uh, people get into a routine, they stay in a job even if they don't like it because it's good money, or they Comfort. have to settle. Yeah, just never just sit down, you know, be with your meditate. That helps. Uh, be with yourself and just think what makes me happy and do it. Um, I'm probably talking to a lot of people that, you know, are lucky enough to, to create opportunities like that for themselves. Don't waste it, you know. Uh, just remember what you want to be proud about when you're about to die. It's <laughs> good. A point two, you said that you get in that routine. And I always say it's like the autopilot. And then you work, maybe hit the gym, and then it's the weekend, you drink, and it's the same thing. And all of a sudden, oh, shit, I'm, I'm 25, I'm 30, I'm 35, got kids. Um, and I've really worked, because obviously when you travel, the autopilot's thrown out the window. you got no patterns, no anything, you're just free, all that kind of type deal. How do you bring that autopilot or that non-autopilot mentality you get while traveling back to your home, back to your, your regular life? How do you keep that travel spirit? This is something I've been really really trying to figure out myself um i think uh it's it's actually uh, a question i asked myself when i when i came back to geneva because i was really sad that my trip was uh, uh over um what helped me is uh is well i'm also lucky because geneva is a very international place like uh almost half of the population is not even swiss um so or originally from Switzerland, so you, you get to meet a lot of uh, of different people. I tried to go to the places um, in Geneva that had other uh, 
nationalities and young people traveling around and, you know, to keep uh, this vibe alive. It's also always nice um, for traveling people to meet local people, uh, to have tips. I know that happened to me in Guatemala. I became friends with uh, Guatemalans. It was amazing. Uh, so I try to do that to keep this vibe. And I, I, I get a lot of, uh, I surf, you know, on the internet uh, about new destinations. I organize new trip, new trips. Uh, as I told you, I was uh, supposed to go to Southeast Asia for three months, two months ago. <laughs> so that got canceled, but, uh, but I, I'll still have it in my mind and I'll still do it. It helps me, you know, to, to, to think about new destinations and yeah. Continue. That's a psychology thing. Um, they say if you're feeling down, even if you don't actually gonna plan or go on the trip they say plan it like head to toe and it's supposed to help you be happy and whatnot i think the biggest thing when you're back home to keep that vibe the travel spirit is get out of the comfort zone you know whatever you got to do go to a museum go talk to someone on the street um go shoot guns in america <laughs> go just do weird things different things to get you out of the matrix get you out of the autopilot well this is great uh, as we head to the end of this we have a community and we really focus on what you can give to the community, how you can help, what you're you know, good at, who you kind of want to connect with. And I know you're Mrs. Helper, Save the World. So what can you give our community? <laughs> Tips on traveling, uh, okay. if they want to get into nonprofit, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, actually, it's... Um, it's really easy. Well, I, I, I already talked about the traveling uh, stuff. If you want to do it, just, you know, make it a priority. Take some time. They can connect with you. Like I'm saying, like message you. And oh, connect. okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So my Instagram okay. <laughs> is uh, Tallinn.travel. Uh, uh, super cheesy, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so it's written um, T-A-L-I-N-E point travel. Um, and, uh, my account is open so you can follow me and, uh, message me actually, and, uh, I'll answer you and anything. I mean, I have, I have a lot of photos and stuff about the Red Cross as well. So if law, you want, you know, law and, and nonprofits, I mean, if someone was interested in that or doing that, they could connect with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 uh, uh, I really don't mind helping people that want to help people <laughs> for sure. So, uh, any question, uh, welcome. Also, insights from, from the inside of the organization, uh, since I'm, I'm working there, uh, no problem. Uh, it's really my pleasure. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Um, can't say enough. It's, it's cool to meet other travelers and, you know, how quickly you just connect and also you do a podcast, you know, and it's cool. I appreciate you coming on and I hope you keep living the life you're living. Hope you don't get kidnapped in the Middle East <laughs> or something crazy. See you on the news. But uh, do you have any final words? Uh, well, as always, um, it's great to meet uh, new people like you when I travel. And uh, thank you for making my journey in Genova amazing. <laughs> Genova? Oh, yeah, this is Genova. So I kept saying Genova when I met Gen Genevieve. Uh, Geneva, Geneva, yeah. yeah. <laughs> A lot of people confuse it, don't worry. <laughs> uh, ciao, ciao.